Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences sure. on multiple platforms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And uh, I've got a guest with me today uh, who is in a space. We, I don't think we've actually talked to anyone in this space uh, in the podcast so far. So I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more about uh, Broker Performance Partners. And uh, Varant from there is uh, our special guest today. Thank you for joining us. And please do a proper introduction of yourself. Anthony, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. My name is Varant, or lots of people uh, know me as VB. Uh, and I guess a little bit about myself, uh, just to set some context. I'm um, a serial entrepreneur, so I've been dibbling and dabbling in my own startups for the last 15 years, or well, not dibbling and dabbling, I've been right in there, um, all the way from education to software as a service, and now back to kind of education again. Um and I guess for the human side, I'm, um, I'm married for 13 years uh, to my high school sweetheart. Um, I've got two beautiful daughters, both under 10, um, eight and uh, eight and 10. And um, I guess I've, it's it's been an amazing journey being a father in the last couple of years because um, I, I I made it a special focus to be very present with my kids as they've been growing up, and it's just been an, an amazing journey. So that's a little bit about me. Um, and, and on the side, what I do on the uh, outside of work is uh, I've gotten into sports and fitness quite a bit over the last couple of years. So uh, just because I was, I've been doing so much startup work in the last 15 years, I didn't really have time to branch out and uh, do any extracurricular activities. But in the last three, four years, I've picked up soccer again. So haven't done that since I was 14. Um, so I've been getting my uh, getting my ball skills back, um, getting back get, getting back on the pitch and um, having a good run and you know it's good for the body good for the exercise and uh, good for the mind as well and uh, wow, my latest uh, a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh it, it, i tell you what i admire you for getting back on the on the fitness train getting back on the on the uh, soccer or football pitch um it's uh I'm not sure I could do it anymore. I think it, I think those days might have might have passed me. I think there might be a few muscles that might say, "What are you doing?" Oh, I get that all the time. Don't worry, My, I get cramps and, and 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 injuries all the time. But um, yeah, just trying to be very conscious to 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 make sure that I stay on the pitch and don't get involved in any uh, uh, crazy tackles or anything like that that might wipe me out. And that certainly happened a couple of years ago. So I'm much more conscious about that these days. Let the young ones run around and I'll just do my game. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You just uh, plant yourself in a particular position and hope that the ball comes to you so you can kick it on. Correct, correct. So um, tell me tell me a little bit more about the business and what you're doing these days. Absolutely. So Broker Performance Partners is a very new business. It's, uh, it's only about three and a half months old and it was kind of born as an accident. Um, so in my last... In my last role, I joined a mortgage broker uh, firm um, just because I, on the side, I do a bit of property investing as well. And I you know, do some special projects here and there. And I've dealt with so many mortgage brokers over the last 10, 15 years. Um, and in this particular case, I was a customer at this mortgage broker and he sort of tapped me on the shoulder one day and said, hey, did you want to come on board? And I thought, gee whiz, what a fantastic opportunity to uh, jump into an industry that I'm already interested in um uh, in in regards to the property side because you know 
there's two pieces to the puzzle. You've got the you've got the property itself, and then you've got the finances that you need to uh, facilitate that property transaction. So I thought it'd be great to work in the engine room of a mortgage brokerage to find out and learn for myself as well uh, how this um, how the how the industry works, how the industry ticks. Because you know, once you're once you're in it and you understand how it works and the mechanisms that um, that are in mortgage brokerages, it might make my property investing path a little bit smoother as time goes on. So um, I was there for about a year and, um, you know, my my personal experiences with brokers over the last 10, 15 years has been a little bit mixed. Um, you know, you, you normally or traditionally when you speak to mortgage brokers who've been doing their craft for a number of years, they are a trove of information. They know uh, they know the ins and outs, the, the, the tips and tricks, um, how to structure how to structure your finances and your loans to get that ideal outcome. Um, but where it fell for me or where where my experiences were not that great uh, was when I was sort of passed on to uh, other team members to then you know do all the administrative stuff of actually facilitating a loan. And uh, that was that sometimes is a very frustrating experience uh, and it was, you know, so sometimes it was because of lack of knowledge uh, from the staff members that were dealing with it, because there was a lot of intricacies in 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 my application specifically. Um, um, uh, I, I guess I was termed a complex investor, um, and then the other aspects were I had to keep on providing the same documents over and over again, just because we kept passing the uh, the, the the time frames of when the lenders sort of said, you know, you, your applications need to be this old, or documents you've submitted need to be this old. And that was frustrating because I was very time poor. Um, and in this brokerage kind of saw firsthand the inefficiencies um, inefficiencies that were there. I mean, it was a great brokerage firm, don't get me wrong, um, but uh, there's always room for improvement, right? And uh, I met my business partner there as well, uh, Amanda, and together we embarked on a bit of a journey to transform that using my skills and her skills. So she came in with the training aspect on training the entire team on how to do the process to best practice. And she comes from a background of 23 years of uh, lending on both the bank, so the lender side, as well as the broker side. So she kind of saw the perspectives on both sides. And uh, I guess my background with building businesses and uh, you know mastering the operational side, we kind of put our heads together and transform the business uh you know within within a period of six six to seven months we had the entire team trained up um processes down pat and refined and articulated and we were seeing a greater transactions and a greater capacity as well as well as speed of transactions were dropped from you know uh almost two months down to uh some you know the quickest applications we got through were in matter of days so that was that that was very fulfilling and um the business unfortunately had to downsize, so we were left without uh, without uh, prospects of uh, you know what to do next. And she kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Varant, I think we did something wonderful there. Um, instead of working for one individual company and providing our services and our skills, why don't we get together and see if we can help many more businesses um, together? Because we both get a thrill out of uh, out of helping and watching watching something grow and flourish." Mm. Yeah, I, I love that because it, it's so nice when things kind of naturally happen and progress, and uh, and the difference you can make. Because it's interesting what you say about the about brokers being a fountain of knowledge, and and I've had 
like many people have had many experiences with with brokers over the years and a number of different brokers and um uh, I, I think that there's a um a lot of opportunity in that space um because one of the things that i've noticed over the years is that brokers tend to be chasing the next one and not spending a lot of time on their past ones and the opportunities that are that are there within those clients and i've found that experience quite fascinating um and the the lack of support in many in many respects in there creates creates opportunities and i i think that's the that's the interesting thing that i've seen that there are opportunities within that space and that's from a marketing perspective but i also mm-hmm. see that um there's a lot of competition out there i mean it, there there's a lot of brokers out there aren't there there is there is absolutely and um uh, and i guess you know where 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 our focus turned to was, uh, yes, there is a lot of competition with brokers out there, but uh, a lot of brokers have decided to niche down. So they're trying to carve their niche in the uh, in, in in the brokerage space. You know, some are property investors, some are, some are uh, SMSF investors, others are um, standard, uh, you know, standard payroll, or they call it POIG, um, applica- applicants who just want to buy their one home. Um, they're not interested in investments. Um, and... While the, the reason why we sort of decided to put together Broker Performance Partners is there is a lot of training uh, and education and mentoring that are fit for brokers. And there's around about 20,000 brokers in the country, but there isn't anything specific. Uh, there's no specific training for staff. Um, mm. And if you think about the numbers of, uh, you know, if there's 20,000 brokers and if the average broker has, you know, two to three staff, when we're talking about the smaller scale, that's 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 a lot of people out there that are relying on their brokers or relying on the principles um, for knowledge, for upskilling, for training. Um, and we saw a tremendous impact from training the team. You know, the brokers have done their certifications, they've done their qualifications, they go to professional development days, so they've got plenty of opportunity for learning. But it's the team that stay back in the office and have to do all the deal handling and post-settlement support and future future follow-ups for customers that have already done deals in the past. Um, if you train the team really well, it maximizes the impact of what the broker can do, and they can continue, like you said, to chase the next deal. And they they can rest assured that their team in the background is looking after their existing customers uh, really effectively and efficiently. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting space, isn't it? Because brokers oh, look, I'm thinking about um, twenty or so years ago were were uncommon. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it, it sort of started when uh, there was a move away from the banks in terms of loan opportunities, or at least from the traditional four banks, and uh, and brokers started cracking into the into the scene, and it's built enormously over over the years from from that. Uh, but it's as you say, it's been a, a kind of a natural development, and in many respects, things like the like training have been left behind, which creates opportunities as well for the for brokers to get ahead. Uh, I think that's the that's the main thing here, isn't it? It's not just training for the sake of it. This is actually to to uh, move uh, existing brokers ahead and improving what they do, and not just falling for the cookie cutter approach. Because that's, I suppose, one of the things that irks me is having been someone who's attended many networking meetings over the years and therefore uh, ended up on mailing lists of many brokers. Um, 
uh, once a month, I get the email from I don't know how many telling me what the Reserve Bank's done, which is in the news anyway, so I'm not quite sure where I yep. need the newsletter necessarily for that. But even more so is that the very templated newsletters that tend to come about um, with all of those uh, with all of those things and a lack of personality, a lack of of really what makes one stand out from the next. And I think um, you know that entering into that part of the the um, training is such a huge aspect for businesses to realise that it's not just about uh, meeting people in a one off and hoping they'll be on your database and they'll come back to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's, um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, firstly, about the uh, serial entrepreneur and the uh, and the startups. Tell me a little bit about that, that journey. I mean, what, what sort of things have you been involved with over the years and to, to get you to this space? Yeah, so it's been a bit of an eclectic journey. Uh, um, you know, I've started... You know, my, my background originally, I did my uh, education in computer science, so got into um, got into development and uh, building technology uh, solutions, and that was very early on, and um, found that you know working in data centers and working in the <clears throat> communication hubs in <clears throat> in some of the big banks that I was sort of doing my internship with didn't really didn't really fill my bucket if you get my get my drift the uh, the Absolutely. only people you could speak to was other developers or other other technicians and I was I was more of a people's person and um you know spending spending your Sunday one o'clock to three o'clock in the morning in a data center because that's when everyone was offline you know reconfiguring switch, uh, switches wasn't my jam so I left I left the technical IT side and I got into uh, got into education. So my first job was actually business development for a uh, uh, IT certification company. So like, that's where my education sort of journey started. Um, and I was there for a number of years, and I, and I managed to, I guess, work for some air, very work with some very interesting clients, uh, some big government agencies, and my favorite uh, Department of Defense because you know boys with their toys you, you get to see you get to see what the um what uh, what those guys were doing on the tech side and it was and it was fascinating and the results that the training delivered were also uh quite transformational for those teams um because mm. they were you know, setting up infrastructures based on the best practices that we were teaching and uh, I had customers for over a number of years that kept on, you know, coming back and coming back and doing more certifications, more training, going back and implementing some amazing projects. And at the end of that journey, I thought, you know, that I, I met my first business partner during that work as well and kind of said, you know what, Varant, I think we can do this. Uh, we can do this whole training thing ourselves. You know, we both love the industry. We both love seeing people transform from, um, you know, from where they were. And then the, once they've gone through the training, um, you know, the outcomes and the results and the transformations they're able to achieve if they apply the training they've learned. So we set up a uh, registered training organization with a complete different pivot. We didn't focus on IT. We went to, uh, you know, business and management, uh, business and management training, and that sort of just took off. Um, and we did it in a different style. So I think our unique selling proposition for that was the fact that we were targeting, targeting existing workers and we were breaking up the course, you know, one day a month over twelve months with some mentorship in between, um, so that they can attend and upskill um, 
without them having to take five five days or ten days off work and sit in a classroom. Uh, it kind of <clears throat> the, the 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 structuring of the training kind of fit for people, and we. You know, within a period of uh, six years, you know, we started with our first class of uh, 18 students. I, I remember this clearly at the foot of Mount Panorama because we ran our first class at Charles Sturt University. Um, I went to Charles Sturt University, so I know the foot of Mount Panorama very ah, well. There so. you go. There you go. You might have been in the same training room that we delivered our first course in. And then um, and that was just with one qualification, uh, a business administration course. And then over six years, we built that up to... Um, you know, 72 qualifications on scope. So we 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 became a registered training organization and we delivered 16,000 qualifications, uh, full qualifications um, by the time I, I I exited. So that was a, I guess that's where I cut my teeth on, on entrepreneurship. I was, I think, 26 or 25 when I started that. Um, <clears throat> and we had a team of around, you know, 55, 60 by the time I left as well. So and most most folks were much older than I was, so I was hiring, you know, my old managers. I was hiring people that I'd worked with before, um, just to build, I guess, the dream team of people that I'm comfortable working with. Um, so I exited that business, went to Hawaii for a month, got really bored and itchy feet, <clears throat> and I t- <clears throat> that was the sort of family getaway. And I told my wife, you know what, I I want to get back into education because I loved it so much. So I set up another another firm, uh, which was more of a sales and marketing for other colleges. Uh, and unfortunately, that that was a short-lived journey of nine months. Uh, government legislation changed where essentially sales and marketing businesses for education were not allowed because there was a bit of a uh, bit of turmoil in the industry and some dodgy practices that were happening with um, sales and marketing brokers. So I shut that down. And then um, not long after, I think it was within six months, set up a software as a service business. Uh, again, in the education space, because I'm a bit of a process geek, and um, one of the one of the tools that we built at uh, my first company um, was a complete sort of uh, end-to-end system on Salesforce, complete custom. So we took that mm-hmm. solution, uh, simplified it down, commercialized it, and then launched launched that. And I did that for a couple of years, and that was really exciting um, because this this time still working with education, but helping education companies amplify their um, their reach, uh, amplify their operations as well, so they can service the students much more effectively and get them from start to finish in a, in a I guess, in a very smooth way and make sure that their learning is delivered effectively at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. exited that business um, uh, a couple of years after I started it, um, and that was called Luana, so it was a Hawaiian uh, Fell in love with the Hawaiian spirit, so called it a Hawaiian name, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which that stood for happy and content. Because you know, once you've got the right systems and process in, in place, the business owners are happy and content, and so are their staff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was the last sort of startup, and then Broker Performance Partners uh, sort of came on a couple of months ago. Um, and I was working for others, a digital marketing firm, and a mortgage brokerage in the in the time in between. Mm. So it's so, been so a, a crazy journey. <laughs> it's quite a journey through through all of those things, and obviously education, uh, and uh, and you know, and valuing systems and people are, are key factors there. So where does where does that stem from? I mean, what was the, um, you know, what was the what were the influences in your early days from your your parents and and other people around you that sort of drove you in that direction? Do you think? Look, I I was fortunate enough to uh, to go to a um, 
Armenian school up here in, uh, actually, it's not far from where I am now in Terry Hills. My kids have just started there this year as well. And um, I had some incredible teachers. And and I think uh, teachers that, you know, the kind of teachers that you want to get an apple for every day and put on their desk because they were motivating, inspiring, and they would they would push you and they wouldn't get angry at you. They would they would motivate you in um, in a very human way. Uh, and that I think struck a big chord for me because I could see now from I could see from 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 that time on how important it was to have a great teacher and a great mentor um, that will help guide you. Um, and you know I think that's 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 one of the reasons one of my uh, ethos is, is you know never stop learning um, and you're a- any human is capable of doing anything if they put their mind to it and they just practice. Um, so I guess that was, that was one of the core, uh, motivators and I, you know, having that as a, as a high school student from the, from, you know, from the age of 12, 13, all the way to 18, I think that sort of set the foundations of, Hey, if you have the right mentor and the right teacher, you can achieve anything. Um, and that's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I a, it's a really was, interesting thing. I, th- I think the, the, the influence that teachers or a single teacher can have, uh, on someone is so huge. Um, I still have, a, you know, great affection for uh, a high school English teacher that, you know, like I guess many people doing, you know, English, it was ticking the box and uh, I didn't really enjoy it. And he came in with such enthusiasm um, that it completely turned me around. And I don't think I'd have gone down the journalism path that I did if it hadn't have been for him. And uh, I think that's always uh, a huge thing. Uh, and, and it was also, by the way, it was a, it was really nice to go back to a reunion some years ago where he happened to come along and I was able to tell him that. Um, and I think that's a nice thing too if people are out there and that often they're teachers that, that influence them. We don't always get an opportunity to go back and, and let them know uh, the significant impact that they've had. And it's a, it's a nice thing to be able to do that when you, when you can. Um, because they play such a pivotal role in our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I just got chills hearing you say that as well. I think teachers are um, teachers need to be more appreciated these days because they're so pivotal in the journey of, um, you know, in a child's journey and in and future as adults. We have we have adult education as well. You know, I was in there for a number of years, and the and the care and um, the care and attention uh, that a teacher or a mentor can bring can can have some dramatic effects on someone's trajectory uh as they go through as they go through their journey so um yeah yeah i think the way i think the way um and i think it, it does as you say extends into the into the mentoring and coaching area as well and i think that simple installation of belief uh, which is clearly something that you know you mentioned that it was was passed on to you in the early days and and that simple encouragement, particularly in a day and age where, you know, entrepreneurship is something that's becoming more and more popular. And mm-hmm. it only happens if people have a belief in their capability and their ability to deliver. Um, and, I, and I think that that has to come from an, from an early age and there has to be some pivotal moments that sort of say, go and do this on your own. I was That was the one thing I was going to ask you is that what, you know, we all, everybody makes that move from, having experienced being employed to going out on their own, but most that go out on their own do it once or twice, but you've done it a few times and and um, maybe you'll do it a few more times still. 
And so yes. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to, but that first leap that you made to say, I'm going to go out and do this on my own. What was the, what was the launching pad for that? Launch pad. Well, I think I had the luxury of being young and naive. Um, uh, and that, you know, that, that helps a lot because sometimes if you overanalyze and over, uh, overthink something that might actually stop you from doing something. So I think, uh, you know, uh, as unsexy as that sound, I think being young and naive and thinking, I can give this a crack, um, I sort of jumped face first into it. And um, I think the first few weeks in realized, oh, my goodness, what have I signed up to? This is, um, you know, in my in my nine to five job, well, it was a little bit longer than that sometimes. In my nine to five jobs, I had my set responsibilities. I only did sales or business development, and that was it. But when you become a business owner, you kind of have to do everything right mm. uh, and you would know that all too well um from you've got to do your marketing you've got to do your finances you've got to do your outbound sales you've got to do your operations you're kind of responsible for everything and we bootstrapped that uh business so it was literally in the first year once we got our first office in mascot um the founders you know myself and my uh my, my partner at the end of the day because we were still bootstrapping we would you know, pack up all the towels from the bathrooms. We would, we would, we would do some cleaning around the, the, the stuff that's unsexy. So uh, the responsibilities were huge. Um, and I think, you know, that was, uh, it was wonderful the way that it happened because had I had known that I probably would have had a bit of fear or a bit of uh, resistance uh, starting something. But uh, now that I've gone through it a couple of times, I kind of, you know, you build a little bit of resilience, you've got a bit of a track record under your belt, um, and you know how to uh, sequence things a little bit better uh, and prioritize things a little bit better as uh, as you go on and do, you know, the next thing. It's it's training and education, right? It's 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 a school of life. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, and I think I love that because um, you've, you've kind of summarized why you're in this space. Um, you know, the, the whole idea of education and, and people and going through processes, that's in a sense what you're delivering now in, in, um, in your current business. And it's kind of a learn, even though it's a very different space, um, you know, working with brokers compared to where you've been in the past, the principles are the same and, and the opportunities are very much, uh, very much there and i think it's it's i always think it's great when people bring a fresh perspective to something i mean it's it's one of the luxuries of being a consultant of course is that you're always bringing that fresh perspective to someone's uh someone's business and um you know i know that's uh one of my scheduled things to do this week is uh is working with someone who has the skills but is so close to it that needs that fresh perspective uh, in order to be able to develop that further, and I think that's what you're bringing to the table clearly with the um, with the work that you're doing. And I just wanted to to wrap the podcast up with a, something that um, we often ask our guests, um, and I'm, I'm interested in your answer, particularly given what we've just spoken about, because it's that aha moment that people have when they start working with you that real and and you think, yes, if only other people would know what that that they're going to have that moment. And so I like to give my guests a bit of an opportunity to to share that with people because um, the space that you're in, in many respects, is a newish space, you know, the, offering that kind of training and mentorship that hasn't been offered before. So it is it is that interesting idea of how do businesses 
know that they're going to have a real moment that's going to transform their business. So what do you what what does that come down to for you? Uh, that's a great question. I hope I can articulate it well. Um, and and look, it go, all goes back to the fundamentals. Everyone, uh, even if you start working somewhere and you start acquiring skills, um, you know, and 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 and, and I'll, I'll use soccer players as an example. You might you might practice and train yourself. You might you might uh, you know join join a team and do all these training sessions. But uh, and you're you'll improve significantly over over a certain period of time, but once you sort of hit your uh, you know the eighty percent of skills that you need to know for that, that's sort of where you stop, um, and you can't you can't keep growing. And only when a coach, a mentor, a teacher who knows how to break down the skills into smaller pieces, smaller chunks, and guide you. Uh, to the practice that you would need to do to refine your your mastery, you won't ever sort of reach mastery unless you've got a little bit of a nudge and a push. And I think relating to back relating this back to uh, the broker broker industry, there is um, you know plenty of broker staff. So I'm, I'm referring to their to their staff members, not brokers, who join the industry. They work with someone and they get uh, I guess they get taught on the job, and, uh, and then they move from place to place with the skill sets that they've built. But as soon as you bring in, and I think that we've had these aha moments in the last three months with our first cohort of students, even someone who's had years of experience, when they sit with when they sit with a trainer or a or a mentor, that's seen with the perspectives from both sides, from the lender and the brokers, and they've seen you know thousands of different scenarios that fit different customer types, um, the, the the training and the best practices they receive. They're just like they 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 hold their head and they go, oh my goodness, how did I not do this before? How did I not um, these best practices? Even though I've been doing the job for the last three or four years, I'm um, now I can see the difference in how um, it's shaving time in our applications. We're not having to get bounce backs back from the lenders for missing informations because they're going through the first time most of the time, um, and that's what that's what effective training and effective coaching can bring is uh, getting people to mastery level um and if you've got a team that's that's uh, been able to build some sort of mastery in you know uh, how to process a loan application that makes the job of mortgage brokers so much easier because they can then uh, as you mentioned earlier they can focus on the next deal um and in, and um and have faith that their team is going to provide the same level of service, if not more, uh, that they've been able to, because they're the knowledgeable uh, subject matter expert in the field. That Fantastic. was a long I, I, but no, I love that. I I love that, and I think there's a, there's a lot there for uh, for people to learn from, and I think it's an important area. Then, whilst you're working in the in the broker space. Um, you know, the, there's many things that uh, uh, lots of other business areas can learn from from that idea, and I think it's uh, it, it's too often we just go along with what we've been doing and don't look at what that fresh perspective might be to perhaps do things a little bit better and do things differently and and not be afraid of of change in there. Um, Thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the program. I've loved the journey from of serial entrepreneur and uh, and family man and uh, 
time in Hawaii right through to uh, what you're doing today. So we've we've covered and and Mount Panorama somewhere in between all of that. So we've covered yes. a, a fair <laughs> amount of uh, fair amount of space. So so thank you for being a great guest on on the program. And of course, we will make sure that all the uh, contact information. Uh, for Varantis uh, available in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you for being a great guest. Thank you, Anthony. I loved your journey as well. And uh, hopefully we can connect down the track and uh, um, have a chinwag about uh, about each other's um, about each other's adventures because you sound like you've got some amazing stuff that you've done too. <laughs> we will continue to share, no doubt. And to uh, everyone listening in, stay tuned for the next episode of Biz Bites. Thank you. Uh, BizBytes is brought to you by ComTogether for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.